Welcome to Inscripted Unlimited, and we are starting our uh, new segment called A Super Walk Through History. I am your host, Dan Hummer, and I'm here with my gracious big brother, Doug. Yo, now, it's just going to be a walk, right? We don't have to jog or no. or anything? No, don't worry, big boy. Right. We won't make you do too much exercise. But this is a new uh, new program we're starting on this program uh, where we're, me and Doug here are going to watch pretty much, not everything, but pretty much every superhero movie show and animation to ever come out. At least try every show. We might not watch, if it's like in the 100 episode range, every show. But we're going to watch a little bit of everything. Uh, every, every time we do this... Uh, it depends. It might be weekly, might be bi-weekly. We'll see. But uh, we're starting with some of the best old stuff that I can think of, and that's the 1940 Superman cartoons. Uh, these are coveted by a lot of people. A lot of people are huge uh, on these. They're called the Fleischer cartoons. And, uh Yeah. This is to me. This is a really good uh, depiction of Superman. We're gonna get into it. We have our five segments of criteria on which we uh, will review these things, and that criteria will be the heroes and villains because the characterization means the most. Uh, the story, because that's the second most important thing. The action, and that'll also count for effects and in this case animation. Uh, comic accuracy. That's the part where I'll be kind of taking over and talking about, uh, you know, how uh, does it, uh, how does it really explain what the comics were trying to convey? Right. How does it line up with the comics? Yes. Fuck you. And uh, the impact that it has on history. You got one for that? Uh. No, because you said it correctly. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll start with the heroes and villains. This one is pretty simple because all you really have is Superman and uh, Clark Kent. Because this is so fucking old. This is the 1940s. This is one of the first depictions of Superman. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of standout things here, but I think the depiction of Superman is the most classic version. It gives him his flight. It gives him his super strength. Uh, I think he looks pretty badass here. He does. And the thing too, is that like the way it depicts uh, him, the way it depicts, uh, you know, the character of Clark Kent and, uh, you know, even Lois and then the, the editor, like, it is a really good depiction. Like, it just goes to show, like, especially with Lois's depiction, is that she doesn't fucking listen to anybody. Yeah. Like, even back in the 40s. Like, and then, like, because I find it funny because a lot of the other depictions that I've seen, especially when she finds out who... Superman is and that Clark is Superman. She treats Clark better, but here she treated Clark like she like he was poop at the bottom of her high heel. Yeah. And uh yeah, she really did. And, and she was known for that in the comics early on too. She didn't give Clark the time of day. She was kind of a dick to him, but she loved Superman. And uh I thought this kind of it, it showed that well. I thought 
I thought she was did good at getting her herself in trouble like she always does. I thought Perry White, uh, without being Perry White, the editor, it, it was kind of pre Perry White. Yeah. So they didn't really get to him yet, but uh. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. I thought Superman was the strongest character in this, and for a Superman thing, that's probably how it should be, right, Doug? Well, yeah, it should definitely be that way. And like, uh the way that Superman was depicted, all and and I, I kind of said this to you earlier. Uh huh. Like, it, this thing has been going on for like eighty-five years now, almost, right? Since yes. Nineteen forty or whenever in the forties it started, so about eighty years. You would think that he would start fucking getting tired of bailing Lois out and be like, if you would just fucking stay home. Like, even, like, when they got married. Like, handcuff, like, shackle her to the fridge or something. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, the episode about the volcano. Yeah. I was just like, dude, if you want to just quit getting in these situations, drop her in the volcano. Like, for God's sake. Like, nobody will judge you. He loves her. He's an idiot. <laughs> Coming from you. Uh, but, no, I, I think that, uh, yeah, yeah, she obviously, but she's the, like, OG damsel in distress. And he's the guy that comes and saves her. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that relationship. Maybe now, uh, nowadays, you might want her to pull her own weight, get her own, you know, pay half the bills and. Well, because even back then, and I kind of said this earlier, like back in the 40s, like when she basically, uh, like in that first episode, when she said, when, uh, what's him call it, uh, White or whatever the hell his name was, or yeah, Perry White basically said, you two are going to go do this. She goes, no, I want to go on my own. And then they're just like, no. And she's just like, bye. And it's just like, this is a 40. She technically does not have the right to make that decision. <laughs> I think she like, does, by the right, uh, uh, Women did not get the right get rights until like the 70s. So, like, th- this is kind of like, it's almost like ahead of its time, too, to where, like, she's basically saying, hey, I'm going and doing this, and nobody throws her in a dungeon. <laughs> she's a fierce woman. I don't think it's quite that. I think your timeline might be wrong, but I don't expect you and history to line up. Uh, but revisionist history lines up pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, but no, I thought the character of uh, Superman was the strongest here. I thought she did a good job, and I thought, you know, this is the base relationship, and he was saving her from pretty cool situations. Uh, Superman, superhero fatigue is a big thing nowadays, and that's kind of why I decided to do this is because I want to watch everything that led up to the current day. Marvel, DC, independent, everything. This is kind of the, and it's a good thing we started here because just like comics and him being the first character, this is kind of the basis for everything. Uh, big strong Superman saves you know damsel in distress for, from various situations this is kind of the the vanilla ice cream version of everything that we're going to talk about in the future uh and that brings us to the story and uh i thought the story was done well for what it is it's nothing elaborate because it's the 1940s and and, oh and as far as villains because we can't leave without talking about villains i thought all you would have 
an evil scientist after evil scientist, a, a doctor, a professor. They never really gave anybody names. Lex Luthor never seemed to show up from what I saw. You had a kaiju dragon, which was pretty cool. Uh, but as far as villains, it, there was cool like little guys for Superman to beat up, but it was nobody like – it wasn't like a Lex Luthor or somebody uh, like – iconic you know it wasn't anybody that could give superman like a hard time like there was the one uh the the one guy he uh like it was the uh uh the japanese guy and on the plane when he's just like don't uh, don't mess with me i got the female reporter <laughs> uh and then Superman went and kicked his ass anyway. Yeah. Or like, or the guy that impersonated Superman. Yeah. But other than that, like Superman kicked everybody's ass anyway. He did. And it was, it looked kind of easy. Yeah, it did. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. And uh, I, yeah, the villains kind of sucked. But they they were good for what they had to do, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, I like the kaiju. Yeah, the dragon. Yeah, yeah, he he was pretty good, and it was another one of those things where like uh, I, again, they're told Lois. They said, you know, Miss Lane, just stop it, and she's like, oh yeah, fat chance of that, and it's just like, woman, <laughs> you like get out of harm's way, like. She, uh, but like with a dragon, like it, it was a, it was a cool looking dragon. Uh, and then, uh, what was another one of oh, the, the robots or whatever, right? Yeah. So those were pretty cool. So again, it was all just like, again, it's, it's in, it's in the forties. So, like, you're not necessarily going to be, uh, like, they have to make it look kind of easy for Superman. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, they were fun threats, but it was nobody, like, recognizable from the comics. Right. All right, now on to the story. It's pretty much just him saving her from various situations. Uh, something's going on. Maybe someone's trying to blow up a bridge or that kaiju's going across the, a whole town. You don't really have a metro- metropolis yet. You a little bit do. All we really know is the Daily Planet, and they show that building. And, and various situations where she gets kind of, like, kidnapped, and then he, like, comes and saves her and beats the shit out of everybody. And, uh... Yeah, and it's basically yeah, it's the same plot line for everything. Uh, you know, White go or or was it White or Lane or whatever the hell his name was? Yeah, it's usually Perry White, but he didn't really have a name in this. All right, so the editor says, okay, you know, Lane Kent, you're gonna go, you're gonna go do this. Lane says, I'm gonna go do this. Clark can you know go up a creek. And she'll do, uh, like, the one exhibit where they were supposed to have their press, and she took Clark's press pass off him so he couldn't go. So it's the same thing, her, you know, kind of ditching Clark uh, 
and then, you know, she, something happens, she gets in trouble, and he's just like, oh, Lois, I gotta save Lois. Uh, and he'll go in, like, plain sight and change into his Superman outfit. Like, this sounds like a job for Superman, and he'll just be like, that's literally like the only couple things he says. Yeah. It says like, oh, sorry, Lois, at the end. Yeah. Uh, which is, she should usually be apologizing to him. But that's pretty much, the, that's all it is, is, oh, this looks like a job for Superman. He'll go change into somewhere where it's easily, you can easily open the door. And then he'll go and he'll kick ass and then he'll make a remark to Lois at the end or she'll say something and that'll be it. Yeah. Usually only like 10 or 12 words are spoken during the entire, during the entire episode. Yeah. And and that's okay. And it it conveys what he's doing. I mean, it's pretty black and white, but that's all it really needs to be. There doesn't need to be an elaborate story. They kind of bring in kryptonite a couple times to where it seems like, like they might get him with kryptonite, but it doesn't have to be this big elaborate plot. They tell you everything you need to know about the beginning about him being an alien and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for like a basic Superman story, I think this does what it needs to do throughout the whole cartoon. Uh, all right. Moving on to action. I thought the action was the most surprising thing in here. If we're going to talk about animation in this category too, I think it's impeccable and it ages phenomenally. Yeah, which is weird for uh, 1940s animation. Yeah. But it, it really was very well done. I It looks better than stuff. some stuff now. It looks better than the stupid animation that they got on, like, Max now. Yeah. Like, when they redid, like, the Yogi Bear cartoon and all that stuff. And, like, because now, like, I mean, this animation is definitely better than the South Park animation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was very well done for as early as it was. Oh, yeah. I think that's the best thing about this is the animation looks really cool. Some of the fight scenes, like like I said about the kaiju destroying the city, but also when there's like a kryptonite ball like coming towards him. Oh, no, it wasn't kryptonite. It's this laser beam being shot towards him, and he's like punching the laser beam. And it doesn't make any sense, but it looks fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, de- uh, definitely. And like when he's punching a laser beam, or like when he's punching like the electric, uh, the electric currents or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, anybody else tries to punch an electric current, they're getting fried. Not Superman. No, not at all. And uh, they didn't even say kryptonite like at all. But you know, the but... green stuff that you would uh, assume would be kryptonite. Yeah. And I, I guess that's kind of against it a little bit, because if you're casual, if you just saw this in the 1940s, you never picked up a comic, you might be like, what the fuck's that green shit? But uh, we knew. And I, I thought I thought the action was probably the best part of this. It never felt slow. It never, even like it jumps right off the bat from, it's Superman! Yeah, and that's the good thing about it, too. And again, these episodes were only like, what, 10, 12 minutes long? Yeah, pretty much. Like ten minute segments. Yeah, which is what everything was back in the forties. Yeah, because that's even how Looney Tunes and Yogi Bear started out. Was short ten minute segments. It would usually be like an hour program, and it would be short, like ten, 
you know, whatever minute segments in a, or even just like a half hour program. And you get three segments in in each episode. Usually. Yeah. And I think that's the way to do a cartoon. Oh yeah. That's definitely a way. I mean, to me, that's the best way to do a cartoon. Yeah. And I thought it was done really well. Uh, to me, yeah, the the action for being this old, there was a lot of cool fight scenes, and it was always fast paced, and it, it never felt like boring. And uh, for something this fucking old, and honestly, it didn't feel that campy either. There was a little corniness to it, but not as much to where you thought it was stupid. No, it, it didn't look stupid at all. I mean, we know who which character I thought was the most stupid, but that's another <laughs> yeah another story. You're never a fan of her, though. No. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe James Gunn and Peter Safran will get her right. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, talking about comic accuracy, I thought it was pretty comic accurate, especially for the time because you didn't have too much lore to go off of. You had the Daily Planet. You had him and her relationship. He's full out in the costume. He's saving her seems like they're in like a metropolis type deal everything about it felt ripped off a comic page from the time yeah and again i didn't i don't really know much about 1940s comics but from what i've seen of a couple of them because i think we have a couple of them laying around a hundred percent we do yeah so yeah it definitely it definitely looked to me like it was very accurate to to the comic book yeah, so I, I'm excited uh, to to talk about more of these things and see how the comic accuracy gets worse and worse and worse because uh, movies think they know better than everything. But this, to me, felt like a pretty faithful, true adaptation. It, it did, and yeah, like, because you have people now yeah. uh, that are... They're like, oh yeah, we could do a much better adaptation than than the comics. They don't need a much better adaptation than the comics. Just put something on the movie screen. It doesn't matter if it's better than the comics. Just make sure it's good. Yeah. Like you should make sure it doesn't suck. But some people have that issue. <laughs> No, hundred uh, percent. I yeah, I thought you don't always have to rip it off the page. Sometimes you can do something original, but this is pretty cut and dry, pretty much just like a nineteen forties comic, and I think that's what suits this the most well. Talking about the impact of this thing, I think it had a huge impact because it was the it gave Clark flight, which is important, like right off the bat. And uh, it, it, like, established a, a superhero. And, and no one's really ever seen this before. So this cartoon is kind of the first depiction uh, of Superman. It, it is. And uh, but comics came first, right? Yeah, right. like 1920-something. All right, so this is your first shot at seeing something that if from a comic book actually on your TV screen. And... I think it did a wonderful job. I do think that like the impact that this has made, obviously it paved the way for 
others to happen after. 100%. Yeah, I think, I don't, if this sucks, I don't know if anything ever comes out, you know? Well, yeah, because you don't keep stuff coming if the first thing sucks. You don't just keep hoping, oh, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. You don't, you don't know if it's going to. Matter of fact, there's a pretty good chance that it might not. <laughs> yeah, especially with shit like this. But uh, moving on, uh, or no, I thought, yeah, I think it, it has a pretty good impact. I think a lot of people, you know, I, you watch this today, and I think it'll make you feel something. This is a pretty good cartoon. There's a lot worse shit out there. So, uh, and it, it might not, it's not, it doesn't have the impact of a Batman 89 or like Christopher Reeve Superman or an Iron Man in 2008, but I think it has a, a big enough impact to where people want to see more of this shit. Yeah, it, it definitely does because, you know, Superman is the first, uh, Superman is obviously the first superhero that we get to see this from, but obviously there's comic books of others, like there's a Batman comic book, there's a, uh, you know, Spider-Man. Yes. So you're going to get, you know, more, but obviously he paved the way because they felt like that. Superman is the face of all superheroes. Exactly. Uh, next time we'll be out here, we're going to be doing the Fantastic Four 1968 Hanna-Barbera. I think we can only get a hand on uh, episode one because it's so fucking old it's hard to find. But we'll do that next Unscripted Unlimited. To full-on review... Uh, this in the Superman 1940s, I think this is an 8.3 out of 10. I think these hold up very well. The animation is perfect and makes it fun to watch. It's better than some animation now, which is crazy. Uh, the action is, is badass, and it's everything you want from a Superman thing. It's not too... It's simple enough. It's not too complex. And uh, it's got the basics of him saving Lois and, and their relationship kind of being the most important thing. Whether or not you're a Lois fan or not, if you're a grumpy old fuck like Doug. But if you're not and you enjoy true love, this is a fun one. I'm not a true love kind of guy, but to me, this was a very good cartoon. It just, I give it an eight point an 8.3 as well. Okay. All right. And the reason why is because of how well it was done and like the depiction, because it doesn't stray away, obviously. And it's the first one to kind of go with that depiction of, okay, Superman's always going to save the damsel in distress, whether, you know, even if she treats the alter ego like shit. Yeah. uh, He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um. He's a good guy until you until you kill Lois, and then he goes bad shit. Yeah, uh, that's how the story goes. Yeah, I mean to be honest, with you, as much hell as she put him through, I would have sent the Joker a thank you note. Mm-hmm. But uh, but her. Yeah, but you know it's to me this was a good uh, a good depiction of Superman, and I I really enjoyed it. Well, good. Me too. Next time we'll be back, we'll talk some Fantastic Four to go on the Marvel side of things. And uh, this was a lot of fun, Doug. Thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for calling and getting me over.
No problem.